Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke talk KD's first home game with the Suns. Now, you can tell everybody. You can tell everybody. Go ahead and take it. All right, it is noon. Usually do Wolf and Down Your Lunch right here, but we're pushing it back because Eddie Johnson is joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now. Big Suns game tonight at home. Kevin Durant's home debut. Eddie, what's going on, man? I'm just finishing up my workout, you know, working on my abs. You know, <laughs> I got, hey, Wolf, Wolf will Wolf be jealous. Oh, no. You know, Wolf, we don't, we don't carry them six packs anymore, Wolf. <laughs> I, got a, I got a nine. I got a nine pack. <laughs> I got a nine. Eddie, listen, you know, we don't care about your nine pack, your six pack, whatever it is. All right, how are you doing, bro? I'm tired right now, but I'm good. I'm good. I, look, I've, I've enjoyed my vacation, man. I know I haven't been around for a while. I strategically set my schedule up every year, and the great Ann Myers always fills into me. And by the way, we are celebrating International Women's Day in this country. And all She's respect fantastic. to women, the hardest working creatures, the most powerful humans and creatures on the face of this earth put up with so much. And it's just great to see them getting an opportunity of equality in this country. They've had to travel a long way. And to get to where they are now, they still have a long way to go. So, yeah, Ann Mai has been taking care of me since I've been traveling. I've been to Dubai. Uh, I've just wow. been resting for the stretch run, baby. I'm ready for the stretch run now. Wow. Well, very Got well said huge. and all that. And we got to talk to Ann last week, and she was uh, as great as always. Um, all right, Eddie, what, I know it's just a few games with uh, with Kevin Durant on this team, and I, I don't expect you've been surprised by anything you've seen from KD, but do you like how the team is kind of fitting around him or vice versa? Well, look, Kevin Durant can fit into any offense. Uh, I was never, ever, like, hesitant to say it. You see, We've seen him play. Like, when you can play off the ball at this level, you can fit in any offense. And, and so I always try to tell young players that, too, is that, you know, don't worry about the team and the offense you're going to. Try to figure out how you're going to fit in and what you can do to put yourself right into the rhythm of what they're doing. And that's exactly what he's done. And the reason it's so easy for him is because he's one of the most unselfish superstars in the history of the game. He doesn't take many shots. Like, he takes 17 shots. Are you kidding me? And we playing, we're watching guys now taking 38 shots. Damian Lillard took 38 shots the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Durant doesn't do that. And so he leaves shots for everybody else on the team, for Josh and Kogi to get his shots. And, and you know, Damian Lee, and he gets it. You know, guys that don't normally get touches, right? They, they're going to still get their normal touches because he's not going to dominate the ball and take a ton of shots. So, Eddie, why do you think there's this narrative, this negative narrative about the drama that Kevin Durant brings to a team? Why do you think that is out there? Well, if it ain't nothing wrong with you, Wolf, there's something wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I got you. There's no perfect people. And people always want to dissect stuff. But all of us. Look in the mirror. We're going to find something wrong. Matter of fact, I guarantee you, you and I are not going to take an MRI, <laughs> even though we feel good. <laughs> they don't find all kind of stuff. Okay? Yeah, that's right. So you got that nine-pack, Eddie. You're good. Everybody got stuff. 
Yeah. Everybody has to make adjustments. Amen. And the beautiful thing about Kevin Durant, and we're seeing it with Devin, is like, think about it over the last number of years. They brought Ricky Rubio in here, and he pretty much taught Devin to really try to play off the ball. Monty Williams comes in and says, look, those 70 points, we don't need that anymore. We need you to be a more of a team guy. Devin accepted it. Uh, you know, Mikael Bridges started to grow as a player. Devin stood back and let him do his thing. Uh, and now Kevin Durant, right? DeAndre H, he knows that he can't win unless those guys help him. And he's made the adjustment. And so, yeah, we can reach back and find some criticisms on players. But Kevin Durant just wants to hoop. That's the one thing I've gotten from him. And he and I have had our interactions on Twitter. And, and I love that about him because you all know, if you follow me on Twitter, I, I respond to people too. <laughs> and and I think, you know, with Kevin, he just wants to go out there and play ball. We have a great leader in Chris Paul. Devin Booker has shown his ability to lead. And let Kevin go do his thing. And I think that's the beautiful environment that he loves to be in. Talking to Eddie Johnson, uh, Eddie, the the win on Sunday over Dallas, Ish Wainwright was instrumental in the second half of that game. You know, outside those main four guys, do you foresee it being a different guy every night, or do you want? Would you prefer one or two guys steps up as, as consistently? No, no, keep it like it is. You know why? Because all those guys are going to sit over there ready. Yeah, they're going to sit there and they're ready. They're going to see. Okay, Josh doesn't have it going. It's just going to say, okay, let me get let me get the heat pack on. Let me get this heat pack on. I'm probably going to play. It's like, no, you don't want a definitive rotation because then you sit over there and let your guard down. Like, that's the beautiful part about playing off the bench. It's like you always got to be ready because you never know when you're going to get the next chance. And so you got to be ready to jump on the opportunity. And Ish did. Ish did the other day. Yeah. What if Ish had been sitting down there and he had checked out and said, well, I'm not going to play? And he put him in there. Those shots he made probably be bricks. Yeah. So, no, I love it. I love the fact that the fifth guy does not have a definitive seat in that position. Whoever's playing well is going to play. Yeah. And I love that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit more about that because if there is a criticism right now that we're hearing from the, the basketball pundits that are out there in regard to the Phoenix Suns, it's their bench. Tell me about the bench as you see it. How do you think this rotation is going to square out? You know, part of those comments come from the fact that, you know, when they're making that subjective comment, they really don't want the Suns to win. Okay? Because first and foremost, we got four top players. So do you think all four of those guys are going to be on the damn bench? Yeah. No. No. Matter of fact, they're going to rotate. He's going to make sure one or two of them out there. So, to me, it's not a ton of pressure on the bench. Like, those guys know what they're out there to do. Get to their spot, knock down open shots, and play deep. Yeah. And, and, and I think they're capable of it. I think Damian Lee is proven. He's one of the top three-point shooters in the game. Okay, he struggled here lately, but that's fine. Everybody goes through their ups and downs. Right. This Ray right knows what his responsibility is. Go in there, be physical, defend, knock down open shots. Like campaign knows what his job is. Come in there and change the tempo of the game. Push the ball. Two years ago, campaign got us past the L.A. Clippers without Chris Paul. 
So, no, hopefully Shamit comes back. Maybe those people get super wide-open shots now. Maybe his rhythm and confidence is there. He can knock down shots. So, no, I mean, would I like for us to maybe gotten another big guy or whatever? Yeah, everybody needs more. But I, I'm not, like, down on the bench like other people are because I'm not going to depend on them to a high level. The only thing I'm going to depend on them to do is knock down wide-open shots that they like they're shooting in a gym by themselves because that's exactly the kind of shots that they're going to get. Well, if they can't make those shots, then they got issues starting next year. Honey, I'm glad you got a nine-pack because I got a one-pack, okay? That's it. Anyway. <laughs> you, you yeah, you got a one-pack. I got one nothing. Pack. I, got <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard you as solid as they come. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. Appreciate your time this right, morning, guys. brother. That's uh, Eddie Johnson joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. So thanks to Eddie and um, <laughs> March Madness on the screen right there. Did you see it? Yeah. Wake Forest buzzer beater from three to, to knock Syracuse out of the ACC tournament. It's yeah. already starting. Okay. All right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen, down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it's 12.15 on a Wednesday. We have to make room for Eddie Johnson. Thanks to him for joining us in the middle of his workout. Wolf, or I guess his workout is just wrapped up. Yeah, this is not normal, Eddie. is it? 12.15. No, 12.15 you know, is strange. music going on right now. It's not... I know KD feels. It's just not normal. But what is normal is Aaron Maloney is here with today's Wolf and Down Your Lunch, Aaron. So coming up tonight, we will be able to see Kevin Durant take the floor at the Footprint Center for the first time as a Phoenix Sun. So how is KD feeling about tonight? Trying to get it in the boost is, you know, is... The more and more people see me, the more comfortable they feel around me and things will get back to normal, you know. So I just try to get back to normal as possible. So the games roll around quick and uh, fans, I want them to understand my game and what I bring to the team. So as much as I can get out on the floor, it helps. So I'm looking forward to going out there and playing as hard as I can for them all night. So ESPN Stats and Info just tweeted this out saying KD, who was drafted by the Supersonics with the second overall pick in 2007, averages the most points against the Thunder by any player in NBA history. So it says most points per game versus Thunder slash Supersonics in NBA history. So Kevin Durant is at the top of that list with 32 points per game. Then it's Michael Jordan at 29.9 points per game. Then LeBron at 28.4. And then James Harden at 27.6. So Luke, don't you wish you picked Kevin? Yeah, hey, Devin's going to have to come through for me tonight because I'm on an island. But uh, I look, Whoa. I'm never going to be uncomfortable picking Devin Booker to have a big night. That's an interesting thought, though, because when we were talking to was it we were talking to Mark J. Spears earlier in the show today, and, and he was talking about the people that are so hard on KD because he left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State. That's really where it all started, right? Yeah. I don't know how much of that started in Oklahoma City. I mean, they stole a basketball team from Seattle.
battle, so they really have no right to say that. Right. But what I wonder you... if that's where it all came from. No, I think uh, a lot of it is coming from there right now. But are you sure you don't want to change your Kevin or Devin? No, it's too late. I'll, I'll stick with Devin. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll roll okay. You know, I, I wanted to He's be toned out. Come on. Yeah, gracious. Yeah, don't, don't, don't question the undefeated record. Okay, yeah. It's a, it's a bold move, though, that's to right. go out on a limb, because if I'm wrong, you guys all catch me. Right, okay. I should have just picked the same as all of you for the rest of the season. Okay, stop talking now, okay? We, we gave you your chance, and you said no. <laughs> I'm going with Devin. Our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, is Kevin Durant's home debut on Wednesday your all-time most anticipated regular season Suns home game? Yes or not quite? Oh, you know what? Honestly, um, that's really, really good. That's good because the very first game of this season for me was the most anticipated regular season oh, game. It was Dallas. Oh, it was Dallas. Oh, yeah. That for me was the most, uh, I, I still have to say, game one of this season. That was the most I, anticipated I, I at Footprints. I can't think of one. I'm sure Barkley, but I, I mean, it wasn't here. I can't think of one that I've anticipated more. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will say no because, like, their first ever Suns game they went to was was more highly anticipated. If your first game ever was, like, as a kid or whatever. Um, I can't think of one, so I guess I have to say yes. I can't think of a regular season game that has been more highly anticipated for me than this one tonight. Wow. So 62% said not quite. 38% said yes. I just, because like, so you know. So it's got to be that 62%. What are they thinking? But that, that could be as simple as, could hey, it could be your first ever game you went to. Yeah, you know what I right, mean? But I right. mean, like, with Devin Booker's first game wasn't this anticipated. He didn't know what he was going to be. DeAndre Ayton's first game, that was probably high on a lot of people's list, but it's not Kevin Durant. Yeah. No one's Kevin Durant, guys. So Suns owner Matt Ishbia joined Bickley and Murata this morning and discussed if it's championship or bust for the team this year. I'm not a big championship or bust kind of mindset. Like, I'm like, I, we want to win short term, we want to win long term, we want to win all the time. With that being said, um, the reality is this. There's never going to be a year that I'm not trying to win, and we're going to try to win, and we want to be part of something that's a winning. Like, I'm a fan first. I want to win. I, I want to cheer the team on and winning. And so is it a failure if we don't win a championship? I don't look at it like that. However, we ain't trying to do anything besides win a championship all the time. And so we're going to be successful, and we're going to compete. And getting Kevin Durant on our team gives us a better chance to win a championship this year than it maybe had before we had Kevin Durant. And at the same time, next year, we're going to figure out, okay, how do we you know, continue to move towards the championship aspirations all the time? And Bickley and Murata also asked Ishbia how he feels about immediately coming in and causing waves throughout the league. I guess I don't focus too much on what everyone else says and thinks, but I I, I, I don't back down from any of that. Right? So first off, the owners. Owners have been nothing but great. You know, they've been great people, friendly, helpful, excited, even after the trade. Like they've, they, they've been great. And so I don't feel that ripple there. However, what I'd say is this. I'm not afraid of causing waves. We're going to do what's best for the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury all the time. Your reaction. Your reaction. He's got a lot of Sean McVay. In I was it. just gonna say. I'm he just does. gonna say. I want to hear those two have a conversation, <laughs> and then I need like Da to come in and kind of slow it down a little bit. But I need Sean McVay and Matt Ishbia talking. Okay. Um. Yeah. Not championship or bus, but how about no sleep till championship? Um. 
Okay, maybe not. I... There's got to be some sort of tie in there with Brooklyn being where KD came from. Yeah. yeah. I think you worked that out. No sleep to Brooklyn. Right. Um, maybe don't workshop it on the air, but we could. There's so many people that come up to me all the time and they say, You're so over the top. <laughs> You're so over the top. And I'm like, This is who I am. <laughs> Shouldn't I be offended just a little bit? Wouldn't you rather be over the top just, than just Just a little bit offended when they say that to me? What do you think? What do you think? I'm faking it? You want to go? Tough guy? Um, okay, settle down, everybody. It's a little over the top. <laughs> Just Okay. I'm going to meet force with force. Stop it. The pa- settle down, Ron. Be quiet. Lord, forgive me. Okay. The Pac-12 tournament gets underway in Las Vegas today. ASU will take on Oregon State at 930. You can hear the game on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Here's ASU head coach Bobby Hurley from Bickley and Murata yesterday. We have to go above and beyond just to put ourselves in a conversation to, to be in. And, uh, you know, I stand by, you know, our top four wins. I mean, it's at Arizona, at Oregon, Michigan, VCU. You can throw out Colorado. And, I mean, we've had some really good wins this year. And, uh, and just one bad loss. You know, we had one bad loss in overtime early in the season, the third game of the season. So if you're going to be fatally judged by the third game of the season, we maybe shouldn't have played the rest of the year. What do you guys think about that? It was a good clip to play because I've been laughing quietly over here for like the last 40 seconds at what Wolf just said and did. But uh, ASU is a good way to get me to stop laughing. They need to win this game tonight because Bobby Hurley is right. Now, he's not right in the sense of they should just already be in. I don't think he was saying that. But they're in a position now where any sort of tiebreaker is probably going to go to the other school that's either further east or more well-known. And that's ASU's fault for being on the bubble instead of just being in, yeah. but it's also the reality they're dealing with, which means tonight is absolutely a must win. See, that is that is a problem right there. It really is. I was talking about this earlier, but it's the truth. You've got to change your expectations, the expectations that are out there. You've got to change it yourself, and that means you can't have a falling off the way that the Sun Devils did after a 15-3 and start. That, I think, more than anything else, puts that at game three into context and that's the problem until you change your perception um you're always going to be looking up and that's the problem with asu right now they're looking up they they are and they've got some good wins over some of those other teams on the bubble like michigan and if oregon were to climb back into the bubble oregon's a little bit further down but um but you got to have this one tonight tip time 11 30 p.m eastern time so like you said earlier wolf you just got to win the game you're not going to get any style points because nobody on the east coast can be awake watching the game Texas, your thoughts. That was a wolf and down your lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. Texas, your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. The national perception of the Suns is all over the place at this exact moment. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. If the Valley cheers like this for KD at his introductory press conference. Number 35 for the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant. Footprint Center will sound tonight as Kevin Durant makes his debut. Everywhere I've been so far, fans have been, um, you know, giving me a warm welcome, but I still feel like I got to prove myself every day. Wolf and Luke to Katie's first home game with the Suns. Now. So I'll, I'll pull back the curtain here a little bit for everybody, Wolf. You know, a four-hour show. 
generally, if you're if you're going to hit one topic a lot, it's like at a certain point, you know, for us, it's like, all right, I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself. I don't feel that way at all on this topic. It's Kevin Durant's first home game, and there's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of audio we haven't gotten to play yet. There's a bunch of stuff we haven't gotten to say yet. There's it, it, That's remarkable for for a story to be that captivating in the regular season. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. Here's um, this is Bill Simmons from the BS Pod from uh, from the Ringer that uh, the, the network that he started up talking about the Suns again. He he typically I mean he does other sports but mainly is is a basketball guy. He talked about where he has the Suns in the playoffs now with Booker and Durant. The defense just has to lean one way or the other. And then the other thing you think like Durant made a crazy Durant shot that he's made a thousand times in his career when the shot clock's kind of going down. He's going to his left. There's two people on him, and he does the thing that he's been doing since he was at Texas in 2006, where he jumps up in traffic and he just keeps going up because he's seven foot, seven foot one, whatever he is. And he keeps going up and he just shoots it over people, even though they're draped all over him. And he made it. And you think like the combination of the open shots that they get, Chris's ability to just find people and push the ball, combined with they have two kind of defense breakers. Because Booker does it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Booker's another guy in the last five seconds of a shot clock who just pulls shot out of his ass and make it. And when Durant made that shot, that was that was when I went to another level with that trade. And granted, it's a Sunday, it's Dallas, I get it. But all right, not only are they getting great shots, but then they also have the defense busters, and they have two of them. And in the playoffs, that's what you want because over and over again, the playoffs slow down. You have these possessions with six seconds left, five seconds left, four seconds left with the crowd going nuts. And you just want those guys. And they have two. That's such a big thing, that last thing you said. And I'm, I'm like they mad at myself. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> but the, the part, you know, you'll see it every year. You'll see this team just cruise through the play or the regular season. They hit the playoffs and they look totally different, right? Because the playoffs are a different game to a certain extent. It is more slowed down half court basketball. Uh, and you certainly have lesser teams trying to force the better teams into that. The Suns should actually be better in that situation, <laughs> if anything. Like this is a this is a more built for the playoffs type team now than it was even a year ago. Yeah, and uh, I think they're only going to get better from this point forward. That is the most encouraging thing, I think, if you're a Phoenix Sun fan. I think they're only going to get better as they play more and more and more and become accustomed with each other on the floor, offensively, of course, and especially on the defensive end. I I think they can actually get better and will get better more, maybe, on the defensive end than on the offensive end, where they're just great talent. their talent on the offensive end will just take over to me at some point. Hopefully tonight we'll see that, a little bit of that, because not only playing at home, but you're playing OKC. And OKC, this is the one thing they can do is score the basketball. They're number two in the association in points scored. This is going to be a shootout, I think, tonight. Well, and they, they are the, the team that they got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. They're on the verge of a play-in spot without Chet Holmgren. He hasn't played a game Thirty one and thirty four right now on yeah. the season. And they we were talking before the show, okay, so they've won three in a row. They just beat Golden State last night. They they're the team that beat LA, the Lakers the night LeBron set the scoring record, and they had to sit there for fifteen minutes or whatever while everybody celebrated and they just went back out there and continued to beat the Lakers after that. So they are they are a, a feisty team. Here's more from Simmons on on the Suns in the uh, in the playoffs this year. I really thought this was gonna be Denver's year. 
I cannot wait till they play because oh. it it does feel like a bad matchup for Denver. And then we're it's and we're gonna talk about the Jokic MVP stuff later. But if they don't beat Phoenix, then it opens up this Pandora's box for Jokic. Oh my God, what did we do? He won three straight MVPs. He can't even get to the finals. But this is a bad matchup for him because Aiton is the one guy in the league. Other than maybe some Nurkic times that it seems like he's actually not afraid of Jokic and at least makes Jokic work for his points. And then on the flip side, they have all these other ways to torture him on defense. So if I'm a Denver fan, I am praying I don't that somebody handles Phoenix before they get to us. Look, I'm not going to skip steps, and I'm certainly not going to skip series. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of steps. I'm not going to do it. Luke, I just honestly, I, I can we worry about that when we actually are playing against the Denver Nuggets just, I, no. for the Western Conference Final? If in fact that is the case, it actually, it could even be a second round matchup. But either way, right, it's not going to be saying. a first round matchup. Yeah. Um, now we played earlier a clip from Kendrick Perkins, who's basically on the exact opposite end of the spectrum from Bill Simmons on this. I'm going to play a second clip here from Kendrick Perkins. They don't have enough. They don't have Jay Crowder no more. They don't have Mikael Bridges. They don't have. Ken- Johnson. Who's going to be the others that come in and step in off the bench? Because again, strength are in numbers when you're trying to win a championship. So it wasn't about the yes, yes, yesterday game against the Dallas Mavericks. It's about the championship. And when I look at this team, they are not stacked. They don't have enough depth to go out there and compete in the Western Conference. I don't give a damn if they did get Kevin Durant. At the end of the day, we evaluate the Phoenix Suns on championships and making it to the to the NBA finals. Period. 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 <laughs> I never have to wonder if the yeah, if I the know. clip of Kendrick Perkins is done because he says period. Yeah, it's end. just it's so weird, isn't it? Because I mean he mentions Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges was a starter for the most Cam Johnson a starter this of year, course yeah. this year and didn't play a lot as a matter of fact, but he was a starter and Jay Crowder wasn't playing <laughs> at all for Yeah, him. the Jay Crowder and, loss is, is unfortunately not a loss based on this year because he didn't play one second for the Suns. But to to Perk, and I love Perk, I really do. I, I love his opinion so much of the time. This one I disagree with in regard to the bench for the Phoenix Suns, but Eddie Johnson earlier, too, joined us, and he actually had an excellent, excellent retort. Can we hear that now, guys? Doesn't sound like it. Okay, no. It <laughs> that, that was you know, Part of those in. comments come from the fact that, you know, when they're making that subjective comment, they really don't want the Suns to win. Okay, because first and foremost, we got four top players. So, do you think all four of those guys are going to be on the damn bench? Yeah. Right. You know, no. Matter of fact, they're going to rotate. He's going to make sure one or two of them out there. So, to me, it's not a ton of pressure on the bench. Like, those guys know what they're out there to do. Get to their spot, knock down open shots, and play deep. Yeah. And, and, and I think they're capable of it. I think Damian Lee is proven. He's one of the top three-point shooters in the game. Okay, he struggled here lately, but that's fine. Everybody goes through their ups and downs. Right. This Ray right knows what his responsibility is. Go in there, be physical, defend, knock down open shots. Right? Campaign knows what his job is. Come in there and change the tempo of the game. 
Yeah, I'd say that is the very interesting part right there, according to Eddie, and I agree with him. So Kevin Durant is going to be out there. Okay, Book might be sitting down, getting his minutes, a little break right there, right? Uh, he might be sitting on the bench, but KD's going to be out there. And when Book is out there, KD will be sitting on the bench. I, I, I get what Eddie is saying right there. I still, I still do believe that Damian Lee's got to shoot the ball like he did in the first half of the season. Well, and I, I liked what Eddie said. Right at the end of our conversation with him, too, of those all those guys outside the Big Four, it can be a different guy every night. Yeah. And, and if and if it is, they're all going to be hungry and ready to go because the example he gave on Sunday is kind of spot on. Josh Okogie could not hit a shot. Yes, and all of a sudden, Ish Wainwright was like, "This is my chance," and he. He hit big shots. They don't win that game without Ish Wainwright on and yet, Sunday. Josh Akogi's looks so good in some games, too. Oh, yeah. Too. <laughs> Akogi could just go off. To, he looked great defensively in that game, too. I mean, he oh, kept yeah. taking the ball from Kyrie. Exactly. But, you know, as far as scoring, they needed a, a jolt from somebody else off the bench, and they got it. Uh, all right. So when we come back, what is the future of DeAndre Hopkins? The reason we're bringing this up is the Cardinals wide receiver just spoke. You'll hear what he had to say next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, flip back over to football here for a couple minutes, Wolf, because with free agency starting a week from today and legal tampering starting in less than a week. <laughs> You've got to figure a decision on DeAndre Hopkins is coming one way or the other fairly soon, right? I mean, there's no you don't you don't have to trade him right. like before free agency or during free, but at a certain point, like you kind of want to construct your team. Um, so that could be coming one way or the other pretty soon. Now, DeAndre Hopkins was on the Pat McAfee show today. And uh, let's see, I'll just play some. I haven't heard these yet because it was during our show. But um, he talked about um, the process that's coming up. Obviously, last year, I didn't have an agent. The year before, I didn't have an agent when I did the contract in Arizona. And to answer your question, you know, I went out and hired, um, you know, my lawyer, who's an agent, to represent me, who's going to help me not get the short end of the stick, yes, as you say. Okay. And, uh, you know. And so, you know, hopefully he's going to do his job best he can, you know, to help me not get the short end of the stick. And, um, you know, like you said, you know, I've, I've, I've always took the back seat. I've never talked down on on teams. Uh, I never talked down on what's going on around the organization. Kept my head down. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, you know, me being me being patient and me just going to work. Hopefully it pays off him the next couple of years, man. And uh, I think me hiring an agent. You know, to handle this process right now, I think, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get the results that we want. I really wish D-Hop would change his stance on not practicing the way that he should, in my opinion. I, I wish he would change his his approach on that. I really do, because I respect the guy uh, so much and really like the way that he was a leader for the Arizona Cardinals when he was in that locker room. And um, it got a little sideways at the end of the year. It got a little weird at the end of the year. But DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins, for the most part, is a guy that, again, I wish would stay here with the Arizona Cardinals, but I don't think he can with his stance on not practicing. Yeah, you know, we've talked about that, and it's a tough spot to be in because if you are trying to 
to establish this new culture and, and part of it is you know everybody practices every day and that's and that's a big part of what you're doing and then you're like well not him and everybody's like well why does he get this like, yeah I guess he's DeAndre Hopkins but not him but like I've said before you can see both sides of it with with Hopkins of he's he's probably like hey I've been doing this for a decade and yeah. it's made me into one of the best so maybe it's not a I just don't want to practice thing maybe he just feels comfortable in the routine he's in but you're right right now they may potentially really clash and I think that that's going to be a sign of what this team's goals are for this season. You know, if DeAndre Hopkins gets dealt, I think on some level that's an admission of we're really trying to build big picture for the future. Whereas if you keep him, if you're keeping DeAndre Hopkins, you're trying to win. Now, you're assuming Kyler Murray's only going to miss a couple games or you can get by those first few games. You're still going for it this year uh, if you keep DeAndre Hopkins because he's going to get paid and you're right. There's a little bit, not baggage, but just a little it kind of conflicts with what you're trying to establish. Yeah, no, and you know what's amazing about it, too? There are teams that are rumored to be very, very interested in at the very forefront of that. This is something we've talked about in the past, but the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, that is a name that continues to come up. A lot of it, too, is because of the relationship that they've had mm-hmm. just from meeting each other over the years for as often as they have. Where Bill Belichick, even I'm talking about years ago, I'm not talking about last year, where suddenly there's Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And D-Hop is having a conversation with him before the game and after the game as well. Um, hard knocks. I'm talking about hard that, knocks, yeah. as a matter of fact, caught that. Yeah, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why a lot of people are looking at it is, though, yeah, you know what? Hop could be a viable option in New England. I don't think it's going to be uh, an option at all if you don't change the way that you approach practice, DeAndre. I don't think it will be. A because of Belichick. Option because of Belichick. Yeah. There's no way Bill's going to say, yeah, that's okay if you come in here and you don't practice. That's a, There's no way. Especially with a young quarterback. I mean, the, the, the two other teams that have been linked just logically by people are Dallas, certainly, and, uh, and, and Kansas City. And, I mean, if, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, obviously Kansas City would be my first choice. They, they have Travis Kelsey, and they have other guys that make plays. But he... God, the Chiefs just give him the Super Bowl if they have DeAndre Hopkins and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes next year. Man. Um, but, yeah, obviously that, especially at this point in his career where he's still got some good years left. But if he goes to a team that isn't good and that's another two or three years of his career, I don't know that he's going to be a huge you know, leading receiver on a Super Bowl contender three years from now. you got to kind of take it when you can get it, and he doesn't have any rings. But he doesn't get to pick where he goes, and he might just stay here. You know what, and also, too, I'm wondering if DeAndre Hopkins, because these rumors do persist in regard to the New England Patriots, I'm going back to it. I, I Why? Why would they continue to persist? Maybe D-Hop is going to have a paradigm shift in his own own approach throughout the week during the season. <laughs> Maybe he will say, hey, listen, all the games he's missed the last two years mm-hmm. when he came here, he had missed two games in what, 10 years? Yeah. It was yeah. it was something ridiculous. He just did not miss games when he was with the Texans. And suddenly he had missed two games, I believe. I don't know if it was no, 10 it, it, it years was, It was two games in eight years. Eight years. Okay, there you seven go. Seven years, I can count. Two games okay. in seven years. <laughs> it keeps going down. Well, because what it was is his first year with the Cardinals, he also didn't miss a game either. So he missed two games the first eight years of his career. Yes. Seven of them with Houston. Seven of them with Houston, okay. But 
eight if you if you just take the the amount of years. Yes, the right. first the first eight years of his career he missed two games. Okay, the last right. two years he missed fifteen games. Okay, and there you go, right there. So I'm wondering if a coach would be able to sit down with him and say, "Listen, you, you can't do it this way anymore. You can't trust us to take care of you. Trust us to do it, and you've got to practice." Uh, that that would be. I, I would be shocked. And again, if Bill did that, if Bill took him in and said, you know, you don't have to practice on Wednesday. You don't have to do that. I'm just throwing that out there. Hypothetically, I, I would I'd be crushed, frankly. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know Bill Belichick. You do. Bill, but I don't think he would do that. How dare you? Yes. Um, yeah, I just I, I can't see that. But, you know, here here. Let me play some more from uh, from Hop here on the Pat McAfee show talking about his name being in trade rumors. Oh, uh, you know, I, I would love to give you as much information as I can, AJ. But right now, um, you know, we you know, we've just been, you know, keeping our head down. Uh, obviously paying attention to the headlines and tabloids and stuff like that because you got to. Uh, you know, when you hear some of those trade rumors, uh, how you, you will hate to think that, you know, all of those things are lies. <laughs> uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, I've been traded before and, uh, you know, heard speculation about it and I kind of shoot it off and I was like, nah, the, the Texans would never trade me. And then next thing you know, here I am going to the Cardinals. So, you know, we, we, keep, we keep close attention to the tabloids, but we don't put anything out in, in the tabloids ourselves. You know, we just you know, we, we, you know, DeAndre Hopkins gonna do what DeAndre Hopkins doing them on the field. That's all that matters. Oh no, he went third person. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Never go third person up. Um, let's let's just try and use some logic here, right? He and Monty Austin Fort talked a few weeks ago about his yeah, future, right? right? We have now heard from Monty Austin Fort and DeAndre Hopkins, not directly to us, but we've heard them since that meeting, and neither one of them has been. Oh no, he's definitely a cardinal. So come on, yeah, he's right. getting traded. Right, he's getting traded, and the fact that he said, well, you know, you'd hate to think those are all lies. <laughs> There's no way D Hop is coming back. I don't for think we're, that I don't think we're connecting right a lot of crazy dots right now. Like he's he's getting traded now. What I don't for anybody want anybody that is out there right now, and you're not sure, you know what? He could, Wolf. He could still come back. I, you, you know, you don't say what D Hop just said right there. You know, you'd hate to think that all those are lies. That I'm going to be traded. I mean, I I heard that and had the same reaction. (laughs) They all laughed and cackled. I I could at least I could I could shake that off as you know he's just kind of talking and maybe it came out that way. But I I can't get past the fact that he and Monty Austin Fort spoke a few weeks ago. They've both had time to say, "Oh no, he's definitely coming back," or "I'm definitely coming back." And the closest we got was Monty Austin Fort being. I'm glad that DeAndre Hopkins is on our team right now. That's yeah. the closest we got to any sort of confirmation that he's coming back. He's getting traded. Yes. What I don't want... He wants to be traded. Yeah, and, and and they're doing it the right way. He's not saying, get me out of here. He's allowing the Cardinals, hopefully, to get some value. And the Cardinals are not saying, we're moving this guy. Hopefully, they get some value. But the reality is, all the the rumors that you see out there I don't think it was ever used reality and rumor in the same sentence no. they're all like mid to, to late second round picks not not even plural picks just a mid to late second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins if I'm the Chiefs and that's on the table or I'm the Patriots or I'm the Cowboys and I don't make that trade am I not trying to win a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins yeah but the Patriots, they covet those picks. Man. I'm no. going to go out on a limb and say whoever they get with that second round pick is not going to help them as much as DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, but again, you'd have to practice. Well, 
That's and and it's different with them because I don't think he puts them over the top. And the Chiefs don't need him because they're obviously at the top. Dallas is the one. As much as I would hate that, oh, how could Dallas not make that trade? The star, I could see that. Uh, that's really all yes. it takes. All right, well, I hate that. Uh, when we come back, we're six hours away. Just how crazy is the Footprint Center going to be tonight? Uh, we'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Lufa. Actually, we're going to talk to Kevin Ray next. All right, Kevin oh, Ray's cool. going to join us next. It's uh, Game Day with K-Ray next. All right, just a big party. What it's up, Wolf, Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.